What the hell was that? I don't even know what to call that last Arizona Coyotes game against the San Jose Sharks. High score in one thing, yeah, but this is different. We're going to have to break this one down on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. You're Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio, Carl Pavlik right beside me. On this uh, Wednesday, it is December 29th. Uh, the day after the first year was on a Coyotes game in over ten game in over ten days. Uh, it was against the San Jose Sharks. Final score of that game: eight to seven in a shootout. Now, Carl, I don't know about you. Um, I said I'd pick the over, but I did not think this was going to happen. I did. It was like a like a like a low scoring football game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, considering I picked the under, I definitely didn't know that this was going to happen, uh, and I was pretty secure going into that pick. Um, I, I didn't necessarily think that this was going to be what it was. Even after that first period, I thought things were going to slow down, but both teams looked pretty sloppy. Um, it was a essentially it boiled down to like two guys just punching themselves in the face as hard as possible until one of them tired out. Like not literally, but just that action of just like all offensive zone time, no neutral zone, just either do something or immediately go to the other end of the ice. Not too much in between. Um, it was uh, fun to watch. Uh, was it really fun though? It was just like, what the hell? Like I'm, Yes, because like you said, it was sloppy. It was sloppy on both sides. Like, I saw the ESPN broadcast when they interviewed the uh, the Sharks coach, and they're like, and even he said right in front of his players, "Yeah, this was this is sloppy." Yeah. Um, and now, of course, that was the case for both teams. No defense on either side. Let's put this to the case for the Arizona Coyotes. This is something I didn't expect, Carl. Forty six shots. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do think. Part of that was the Sharks seemed to be playing more in a defensive shell. Uh, they had two goal leads for a lot of this game. Uh, I think they ended up giving up three two-goal leads um, just over the course. And, and that does kind of change how you play. And, I mean, with hockey, we're always talking about the difference between what rest versus rust. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems like the rust definitely won out this one. For both teams, because again, both teams had 10, 10 days in between games. Yeah. Um, and that's a long time. And, uh, you know, yeah, I was seeing both sides. And you can tell the defensive struggle for both sides when that's up on the San Jose side, when a defender goes and turns it over and a defenseman for the Coyotes, J.J. Mosier, gets a goal. Yeah. Not only when he got two. He got Mosier got two goals. Like not only were were the were the defensemen like lacking this game, the Coyotes were also playing with majority AHL defensemen. So yeah. 
it, it led to a lot of turnovers. The turnovers for both teams were just freaking crazy. It, it led to some truly just astonishing goals. Oh, I will say this to take a a, a dub, uh, if to, so to say, out of you know for the years in the Coyotes' perspective, is like you said, this was pretty much an AHL um, defenseman. It was pretty much the the Tucson Roadrunners against yeah. the San Jose Sharks. Um, I mean, three of the players started the season with the Roadrunners. The one who didn't was Capo Bianco. Uh, who is going to have to go through waivers. But honestly, he he hasn't really impressed me too much as taking that next step to be a full-time NHL player yet. Uh, it was definitely a very inexperienced blue line. Um, and uh, let's just kind of bring this up right now. Uh, J.J. Mosher getting his first two goals. He is the third player of his defense or of his class, his draft class last year, to score a goal in the NHL, first defenseman. I don't think anyone anticipated JJ Mosher would be the first defenseman to score for the 2021 draft class. Because especially because JJ Mosher spent like that was his first game up. Um, didn't expect him to be um, or one um, of his first game. Like he was like one or two games or whatever it was. Uh, um, third game up. Third game up. Okay, there you go. Third game up and. Uh, so look at that. That's majority of time in Tucson. Yeah. So that's another reason why he wouldn't have expected that. Yeah. Uh, he um, He's in a really interesting uh, situation. He's a bit of an older player, uh, just in terms of draft. He was an overager. The Coyotes seem to do that quite a bit at this draft class. Um, it looked like they were wanting to get people who were going to be ready sooner, which makes sense just in the rebuild timeline that they're on. Um, but yeah, he, he spent most of his career in, in Europe. Um, it, it's great to see him kind of push through, though, and, and make an impact because I, I don't think he's going to spend the full season with the Coyotes, but a big game like that, that's something that you kind of, you know, that's a good thing for to show up for the coaches. Just looking overall, the, the, the way that this Coyotes team played, and I like to perform from some players, obviously. Um, Let's say, put it this way. I feel Kessel's trying to put up his trade stock as much as he can. Four, four assists. assists. That dude, four assists. And, and one of them, it was great because Kraus basically did the exact same move uh, on Mosier's first goal uh, that Kessel did to set him up for his first goal. Uh, that was just great work by Kessel all game long. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was Good to see him um, do that. You know, t- and again, take advantage of the Sharks having zero defense. Yeah. Because um, again, if if we're talking the Coyotes putting in 46 shots, a Coyotes team that rarely puts shots on net, like, you know that this was a strange game. Uh, and, and the seven goals, too. Just that it, too. It, sh- it should not be discounted. This was the most... Uh, goals scored in an NHL game this season just because the Sharks and the Coyotes are two teams that aren't very good and they're both rusty and it just created beautiful chaos for us all to watch. Beautiful chaos. Just, yeah. just, uh, if you guys were following my tweets, at first I was like when – I believe it was just like one goal or it's like it was – 
Coyotes got it within one goal. I was like, oh, what's happening on this game? And then I tweeted again, like in all caps, what is happening when they tied it? Um, <laughs> because seven to like, again, they were down what, five to seven with five minutes left, less than five minutes left, right? Uh, yes, less than yeah. five minutes left. They were down five to seven. Yeah, so less than seven, less than that, they were um, down five to seven, and they tie it. Like, you know, I want to say impressed, but at the same time, it's more of just like, I guess, just good effort. Just because I, I don't even know what to say because it's because did they play well? No, no, not, no one played well. No, uh, both teams played pretty poorly. Um, I think kind of the big thing to take away from this, the, the major bright spot for the Coyotes is it just kind of goes to show you how big a power play can do. And hopefully this kind of like lights a fire under their ass and, and work there because they got two big power play goals. The, the second one from Andrew Ladd to tie it up with a minute and a half left. And then they got um, Mosher's second goal was less than a half a minute left in the second period. Like power play goals at pivotal moments can change the course of a game. And all too often we have seen the Coyotes not be able to generate with the man advantage in those ki- ki- pivotal moments. So, you know, maybe they can take that with them for their next game. Hopefully they can, because again, that's uh, that just makes for some interesting hockey, right? Yep, definitely. Anyways, we got more to talk to you about on this uh, episode of Locked On Coyotes. Once again, final score in San Jose was it was in the Coyotes seven, San Jose Sharks eight in the shootout. Uh, before we get to any more, I want to let you guys know that it's the new year, which means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar, but tastes like a candy bar. Sometimes maybe even better than the candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You want to eat it, um, and you just want to keep eating it. Just because unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. Yeah, I can tell you some some other protein bars I taste like. Too much like protein to me. It, this does not, Bill Boy is the case where it absolutely does not. Um, to give you some ideas of how amazing Bill Boy is, it's covered in 100% real chocolate, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Perfect for someone who maybe want to switch the keto diet once the new, new year turns around. So, uh, again, I want to go ahead and you know, have you guys try it out for yourself. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Once again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, back here on Locked On Coyotes. Once again, Robin Leonio and Kyle Pavlik. As we discussed, the was in the Coyotes and San Jose Sharks. 8-7 to seven Sharks over the Coyotes in the shootout. Um, uh... And I mean, and one thing is, Carl. I'll, I'll say more about you know more about it is, uh, and I think, I think it was you that tweeted it, maybe about uh, the uh, the fact that they're just making up for the fact that they missed three games last week. Ah, yes. Uh, it definitely felt like all of the Coyotes' offense for the past for three games was crammed into this one, just because 
Eh, you don't expect the Coyotes to score more than three goals in a single game. Uh, so this fit perfectly well for a three-goal game and two two-goal games. Uh, and, and kind of the same for the Sharks. Like I, I got the impression that they were also kind of lacking in their offense uh, going into it. It really does go to, to show you how good defense has gotten and how coaches are able to just get their teams to dominate neutral zone play and, and win games. And when you can't do that, it, it opens things up and wild things happen. I went to go compare the stats on who got goals between the Coyotes and the Sharks. I just saw the Sharks had seven different guys. Yes. Score. Although, let's be fair, uh, Couture, like, basically got his... Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, what was it? Uh, Barbarov. Uh, Barba- just kind of... uh, yeah, Barbarov. Yeah, I think he, yeah, he yeah. was the one that, uh, I think, what, it just, like, what, hit off his glove or... Something, Something like, like that. that, or maybe his pants. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, was it... Oh, Timo Meyer. Like, his goal came in off of a Coyotes player. Uh, no, wait. Not his. Uh, I think that may have been Jeffrey uh, Vales. Uh, there was so many goals, just so many ways. Uh, the Coyotes got uh, two goals from Kraus, two goals from Mosier. So, a little bit less spread out there. Yeah, um, it made things really interesting on that side. Um, I was just looking at it. Um, other stat things. Here's an interesting thing, Carl. I didn't the, uh, obviously expect some of these things to be really high, right? And how they're how they're gonna go. And I'm looking at the uh, the Corsi, right? Yeah. Um, it's uh, 65-49 in favor of the Coyotes. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, the ESPN Plus broadcast showed like just offensive zone time, like late in the third period, and I can't remember. Like I, I have to assume it was just for the period, but it was like thirteen minutes of zone time for the Coyotes, four for the Sharks. Like they really stepped up, especially in the end, and and dominated possessive time. Uh, it was, it was honestly really good to see. Like I said, though, like. When you're the Sharks and you have a two-goal lead or a one-goal lead, you're playing a little bit more defensively, so that's understandable. Like, if it had been a tie game and the Coyotes had that amount of possession, that'd be a little bit different of a story. That's fair. Um, looking at some of the other things, though, is uh, 43-34 scoring chances in favor of the Coyotes um, and 21-19 high-danger Corsi in favor of the Sharks. Hmm. They definitely had no problems going to the front of the net, uh, the Sharks did. Although, it's surprising. Like I, You saw like the Coyotes with a lot of good moves to, to get to the front. Andrew Ladd's goal was only scored because he was left alone to just get, I think, three or four whacks on Reimer before the puck rolled over his shoulder. And Lawson Krause, uh, his second goal was just sneaky just like walking in like behind a defender and in front of Reimer just to like get the rebound it was a sight to see I want to see what difference between these two teams I'm going to bring up the heat map from natural stat check you ready for it oh yeah I'm ready here you go okay wow so so yeah 
Definitely coyotes were a little bit more. Um, I did notice that uh, that that left faceoff circle. That's where we saw both Mosier and Kraus get goals from very mm-hmm. similar spots. Uh, it, it really does go to show that I think the not only was the defense pretty poor in this game, and teams were finding ways to get around it. Goaltending was also not good. Um, this was probably Wedgwood's worst game. Uh, oh yeah, oh no doubt about it. This was definitely Wedgwood's worst game. Yeah, uh, but as I said on Twitter late last night, like Wedgwood has bailed this team out before, so it is fine. It is fine that this time the team in front of him bailed him out. Like that—that's kind of the relationship you're supposed to have with your goaltender. If only you know they worked a little bit better together, and they yeah didn't have to do have any bailing out. You rely on each other, yeah, but bailing out, mm. yeah. And, and there's definitely a difference between one team or a teammate being relied on and a teammate needing to be bailed out. Uh, exactly. And unfortunately, we have seen both occur this season, yeah. and we probably will again. Uh, I, I just hope that, like, next time, like, goaltending is struggling, like, the Coyotes are able to put together a night like this where they just kind of get their offense going because there's definitely, like, offensive pieces for the Coyotes. They can make it work. Um, Clayton Keller's got his 10th goal in his 30th game, so he seems like he's going to be a 20-goal scorer this season. Um, not sure who else is going to be, but yeah, he's, he's progressing nicely. Although, nice. crap. Kraus with his eighth. Yeah, one more thing I would do want to mention before we get to the um, the next break, and that is let's just give a quick shout out to uh, Louis Erickson for six hundred points. Yes, very impressive. Uh, Erickson getting a secondary assist on Mosier's uh, power play goal. Um, he has been pretty good this year. He's definitely overpaid but uh i think he's provided a good stable veteran presence i do kind of wonder if someone's gonna want to get him for a cup run we'll see we will see anyways we still got more to get to on this episode of locked on coyotes take a time take a look ahead what's going on in the coyotes organization all that coming up in just a moment but first for those mainly listening on the uh the audio side of this podcast a quick word from our sponsors Okay, so now let's get back here. Uh, once again, Lockdown Coyotes, Robin Leonio, Carl Pavlik. Uh, we just finished breaking down the, the uh, Arizona Coyotes at the Sharks. Once again, 8-7, the final score in a shootout, Sharks over Coyotes. Now it's time to take a look ahead. Um, the Coyotes don't play until after the new year. Um, they play the Dallas Stars on the 2nd. And I looked this up too, Carl. The Tucson Roadrunners I mentioned yesterday were set to play the San Diego Goals this weekend on a New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, I believe, matchups. But those have been canceled because uh, San Diego has got some guys with COVID problems. Mm. Yeah, um, with the formation of the taxi squads, you're already going to be down players. And then if you're losing more to COVID, uh, that's going to create some problems. Um, also, just something to note, this was or last night was supposed to be uh, Matias Michelli's first NHL game. Got called up. He was sidelined. 
with COVID protocol, along with Travis Boyd. So it's definitely impacting a lot of teams. It's impacting way too much. This Omicron variant is doing a number on the on not just not just hockey, but professional sports all around, and the and you know, just the general population. It's going spreading like wildfire out there. Yeah. For for people of my generation, Omicron is just another sign that the Transformers uh, only cause heartbreak and pain. Uh, just anything associated with them, bad things. Um, I do feel like there was supposed to be a game before the stars, but I think probably that would maybe a, te- a cross border game that got postponed for the coyotes. I don't believe so. Really? I t- yeah. Well, uh, let, let's say this, the coyotes were supposed to start with a back to back. So they were supposed to have played on Monday, do a back to back. And then I think the schedulers were just giving them like, a little bit of time because um, they've given them quite a few back-to-backs, but but yeah, there was nothing initially scheduled. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So five days off they get today, tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday before playing on Sunday. Yeah. Five days. Ga- five days off, uh, and what would have been two back-to-backs this month. So eh, it's a little bit easier of a schedule, but I, I, I'm not complaining too much. Yeah, the only thing is, you know, I'm pretty sure they kind of hoped they'd have another, they'd, like, they'd have a game like on New Year's Eve. That way, they at least build the momentum back up because yeah, it's definitely going to be tough, especially if if it really was rust a fact. If rust was really a factor with the last game, this gun's going to be difficult. Uh, luckily for the Coyotes' sake, at least. The Stars were supposed to play two games between now and the game on the second. They were supposed to play the Colorado Avalanche today and the Colorado Avalanche on New Year's Eve. Those games have been postponed. So Dallas has not played since they beat the Wild 7-4 on December 20th. They are going to be rusty. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, but uh, you know what? In the meantime, next couple of days, um, maybe we can just keep an eye on the prospects, right? Because you know, there's a little tournament going on in yeah. Canada that, um, you know, that's some, you know, a little guy named Dylan Gunther is playing on Team Canada, um, alongside some other. Really known people that Coyotes fans should pay attention to: Shane Wright, Connor Bedard. Ah, uh, and it has been a, an interesting tournament to say the least. Uh, I can't say I was happy with Gunther's first game. Uh, his ice time was lacking. Had two assists in his next one, so seems like he's back on path. Like, definitely, there's not much hockey to watch for NHL fans. Might as well watch the World Juniors. Might as well watch the World Juniors. That's 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 the way to put it. Um, anyways, do you have any final thoughts that you want to put out before we close things off? Uh, it, it's – I I do. It, it is – it seems like it's going to be a very interesting next couple of weeks as the NHL struggles to kind of figure out what it wants to do with everything. 
but these last two Coyotes games, this game against the Sharks, this the previous game against the Ducks, they show something about the Coyotes that I think we haven't seen a lot uh, in recent years. And that's a, a willingness to fight from behind. Um, and the team absolutely needs that. They need that kind of drive and dedication because they're not going to get the results that they want. Um, so I just hope to see more energy like this. Uh, there's definitely a lot that they can take from this game, even if they didn't get the results they wanted. Absolutely. Anyways, though, that is just about time for this episode of Lockdown and Coyotes. If you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. We're free, available, all, all, all there, everywhere. You can just, uh, just find us, click play, and that's all you got to do. Uh, find us on social media as well. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes. On Twitter, at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik FFH. That is going to be it for today, everyone. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.